Second hour of Love Babs Love Talk on Babs Rolls Ivy. I'm delighted this morning because I I know I kind of know these folks a little bit. Um, uh, Stephen and Mildred Ruiz Sapp. They are the Mellon Foundation playwright rights and residents at Long Wharf Theater. They've been here since 2020, and they they're going to be bringing us live from the edge. Hey, Louise, how are you? Hi, Babs. Thanks for having me on, and great to be here with universe has heard so many great things so thank you i'm so glad all right so so um saps tell us <laughs> tell us about the story tell us tell us what we're about to hear tell us about what it means to be a, a playwrights in residence um and tell us about this this exciting new live from the edge um production Hey, Babs, how you doing? It's good to see you. I swear I only see you in these spaces in, in like Zoom land. Yes. I know. None of us have any legs. Just no matter. We're all wearing pajamas. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, nice to see y'all. Yes. yes. Good um, to see you too. There's a lot of questions in that one question. Um, we'll start with universes. Universes. We got together. We've been together since 1995. Um, the company we started um, in the South Bronx, um, in New York City. Um, we were individual performers and poets, um, and bouncing around into poetry scenes in New York, um, specifically the New York Poets Cafe. A lot of times, um, but we also had our own venue up in the South Bronx called um, the Point. That we started mm -hmm. in, and um, we were just sort of poets in the in the open mic scene, and we um, got tired of just you know you watch one poet get up and sit down and get up and sit down, <laughs> um, so we started to go up in 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 a group to perform and get more time, and so in the polls it just stay, one person standing there doing a poem, and the rest of us sort of standing around them, it turned into this poetry musical. So we started singing and dancing and moving and doing monologues and poems, all that poetry readings and sort of turned into this. We were doing like little mini concert things. Yeah. yeah. And so it turned into us beginning to be in the open mic scenes in New York City and literally bouncing around every open mic we could find just to sort of find to our aesthetic. A lot of political rallies that were going on sort of, you know, from the, from the activist movement, we were a lot of times the entertainment um, or just in terms of bringing that artistic voice. Mm -hmm. um, and it's molded into this career that's yeah that we moved into the the theater field mm -hmm. and brought kind of the same style every like we never really changed anything we just started doing it in theaters um and they, that kind of has brought us to here yeah they caught up to us yeah <laughs> um but we've toured around the country and live from the edge is an evening where um we it's like a concert you know, it's a concert show with us, but we go through our, our canon of work. So we'll, it'll be poetry and music and things of that nature. We'll pick selected things from our canon. And then whatever else is going on, like right now, if we, you know, we'll address what's going on right now. Like Tyree Nichols just happened, I'm sure, you know, in some form of fashion over the evening, we will address that in some form of fashion. So it's really like just a, a, an evening with universes. Um, and it's kind of like, we're kind of like a band that way where we'll have a set list and we can swap things in and out and um 
every night it might slightly change depending on the mood. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on the audience. Yeah. And so we just have fun every night. And so now when does your projection begin? When does it begin and when does it end? And then Louise, you're from the library talking about Mardi Gras. Yes, I am. Okay. All right. Okay. I got a, I got a full house of all kinds of New Haven activities today. <laughs> I want to say that it starts on the 21st, but hold on. Let me be sh- for sure. Okay. For sure. About <laughs> yeah. So, um, Yes, so you, it's a you're going to be at this baseball room. I think this is our our first production outside of our theater, out of being at a Long Wharf Theater proper. That this is the beginning of us moving around and bringing theater in all the spaces that we can in New Haven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, all right, so the show starts actually the 27th, I thought it was the 21st, but April 27th to May 21st is the the run of life from the edge. And yeah, like uh, Long Wharf has, um, has, is moving in a different direction, right? So this was kind of a perfect conversation. Like we've been with Long Wharf for three years now as the Mellon Playwrights in Residence. And it's, you know, it only makes sense for us to, you know, kind of bring our our skills out in the community and in different types of venues, you know, as Long Wharf is also starting to move in that same direction for us to be able to do what we do, where we do it, how we do it in like out and about. Yeah. So okay. we're really excited about that. Yeah. I'm excited too. So I have Louise on from the New Haven Free Public Library because they are doing the annual Mardi Gras fundraiser. And uh, and when is that, Louise? That's going to be Tuesday, this next Tuesday, February 21st, which is 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. at the Ives Main Library. And so we have a lot of wonderful sponsors, including the Long Wharf Theater, uh, by the way, that has some wonderful folks in attendance from Long Wharf. And really, it's just a way to highlight, this is a special um, celebration. So Mardi Gras has been a library, the annual library friend and fundraiser for about roughly 25 years. And it's very special because it's a way, you know, kind of Fat Tuesday, celebrate getting the community in, and we're inviting the community into the public library spaces, kind of similar to what Long Wharf and others have been doing. How do we be responsive to the community? It used to take place at the New Haven Long Club. You said, well, wait a minute, we need folks to come into our libraries because our libraries are across the city and kind of growing with the community. So the work that we've done with Long Wharf and other community partners is really about community engagement, showing that we reflect the community and we have a fun family a fun community celebration for um the new haven free public library so this year is extra special because this year mardi gras february 21st falls on the exact 136th birthday of the new haven free public library and so not only is this a mardi gras celebration this is also a birthday party and this is something that's you know really something that the library staff and the community takes pride in because people don't realize that the neighbor free public library is a nationally recognized public library system we won in 2019 the institute of museum and library services medal uh, awarded a medal which is roughly maybe 30 library systems across the country like have this medal and so we're one of those uh, fortunate enough library system. So this is a great way to get the community involved. We're making it more inclusive than ever that you know, tickets are starting at 
$50. We do have some complimentary tickets available, but we're really bringing the price point you know, down because we want to be reflective of our community. We want folks to come and celebrate with us. Tickets are still available, but it'll be a fun time. You know, excellent food will be there. You know, drinks served. It's you know, dignitaries will speak, but it's a great way to be in community. And that's really what's exciting to have folks from Long Wharf Theater, to have folks from uh, you know Yale School of Art, to have you know folks from city government, just all across, really a cross section of the community being there and celebrating. So it's a, a great time to be had. So hope to love to see all the listeners and all of you, you know participating there. So thank you. So so I, why I have you both on, because, you know, when you when you look at the, the, these different uh, activities, you, you would think that there's no connection, but there's a great deal of connection because you both are rooted in community. And, and I want people to know that there's a lot of things going on um, in New Haven and around New Haven that 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 speaks to community in 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 lots of ways so you have the mardi gras event the long wharf theater is one of the sponsors of the mardi gras event we have the uh um um uh the folks who are bringing us universes live from the edge who are who are uh, playwrights and residents at long wharf theater long wharf theater has been doing stuff with the new haven public library particularly the stetson branch and in Dixwell Avenue. So it is, it's a wonderful symmetry of things that are going on in the city that people should know about, not in isolation, but around the table, we could say, go to Mardi Gras, go to universities, because um, Live from the Edge is going to be at the Space Ballroom. Have you all had a chance to look at the space already? Have you been in the space? Have you been practicing in the space? What do you think of the space? <laughs> um, we haven't got a chance to, uh, to practice and rehearse in the space, but um, I did come out a couple of maybe a month ago, two months ago, and visited the space, saw it, checked it out. Um, it's 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 a it's a great intimate club type of environment, and when I say club, it's like a music venue. So for us, because of the way we performed and traveled, and we you know we we started out in open mics and we toured around the country in clubs and performance spaces and colleges and big theaters, but we come from being really intimate, the audience is right there. So that space is perfect for it, good sound system. Um, we're really excited about being, you know, we can, you can do big theaters and things of that nature, but something like this, very intimate, very up close, community can really kind of be there, touch us, you can really see reaction mm -hmm. um, from audiences and that, that, that excites us. I like that. So Louise, talk to me about, you talked a lot about community, but what does that mean for the New Haven Free Public Library? Because you have how many branches? We have five branches, five library locations. So Ives Main Library, Central Library, and then four uh, libraries across the city of New Haven. So for your listeners, uh, please go out and visit. We have uh, the Wilson Branch Library in The Hill. We have the Fairhaven Branch Library in Fairhaven. We have the Mitchell Branch Library in Westville. And then we also, as you mentioned before, the Stetson Branch Library, which is the Dixwell, New Hallville area on Dixwell Avenue, and the new Dixwell Community House. So we talk about community. This is something we talked about the theater and we talked about, you know, first of all, public library system, we are, you know, for everyone. And you know, especially for the city of New Haven, this is your public library. So when you say, you know, the community, it's, you know, anyone that lives in the city. And that's something very important. People don't realize you know, our public places, you know, having a, a public place where you can just go in, read a book, use the restroom, attend programs or collaborations, Longwear Theater, we've had tickets available over the years or museum passes, 
all these wonderful experiences for free. So not only is it to kind of build on your community, say like in your neighborhood, but it also, we serve as an opportunity to build community from folks who may not have, may live in different parts of town. Maybe they don't, for example, our teen center, we have teens from all across the city who take the bus and they go to the downtown library from different times. They may take different buses to other parts of town, but they have the time together you know, after school. Or we talk about you know, our community when I remember I first started New Haven Free Public Library. So for those who don't know, I'm a New Haven native, so I was born and raised in New Haven. And when I was first hired almost seven years ago, I was the manager of Young Minds and Family Learning. And we would have these you know, story time programs. And at that time, and still today, huge international community around the Eismade Library. So we had families from China, we had families from you know, the States, but all across the world coming in in a sense of community. So really it's just not only your community, those who live around you, but how you, the connections you're able to build because of the public library space, like the wonderful partnership with Long Work and other stakeholders where we have folks who don't necessarily, they say, well, you know, theater is not necessarily for us, but they, they, they're not familiar with universes. They're not familiar with all the things that Long Work has been doing over the years. And so to kind of build those bridges to say that you are part of something greater than yourself and that there is a place for you. So I think we're in a unique position well, we work with a wonderful you know, array of collaborators across the city to say, well, how do we make our services you know, accessible? How do we make these you know, responsive? So whether it's we're going to do a bigger push for Spanish language services, we are collaborating with Yale China Association for Lunar Fest, we are doing uh, some exciting programs now through Black History Month and working with different community partners like the Q House, which is a historic uh, you know, building supporting the you know, Black community in New Haven. So there are things that we've done that we, you know, obviously there's always growing, we need to do more. But this is a great way to kind of show support so these things um, can continue to happen because, you know, as our library foundation board president says, you know, these, uh, Michael Moran, that these are human endeavors. They just don't happen, you know, by chance. It's not just a magical force of nature. People decided that this is important, you know, we want to make sure that we have a public library system for our community, not just, you know, for today, but in the future as well, and that this building community is really uh, what matters. And so that's kind of, I hope they kind of address all those aspects of community building and how being responsive to different. I like it. I like it. So, so as playwrights and, and residents, what does that mean? What does that mean? Do you, do you get to be in community and learn about community? Why New Haven? Why Long Wharf Theater? What does it mean to be playwright and residents? Well, I mean, for us, and I'll, and I'll start off with, we got caught just when we received the, the award to be Playwrights in Residence with Long Wolf, the pandemic hit. <laughs> so we were not able to even come to New Haven um, really until now um, because of COVID. So usually, I mean, we, but we had a, a playwright group that we were working with called the Playwrights from Playwrights from New Haven. And it is about community. It's about learning community, what's going on in community. Um, where do artists fit inside of community? Um, and for so folks who are aspiring to be artists and things of that nature, you're talking to, to folks who do it and not have done it, but are doing it now. So to be able to be in, in communication with folks and community about what it means to be an artist and how do artists and libraries fit into community with everything else that they have going on in the community is essential. So for us as playwrights and residents, we take it very seriously. Um, it's an honor to be selected to be to to interact with the community that way. Um, so we're excited about finally being able to come and bring out our and work and be here in community. You know, it's it's beyond just 
the hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes that you're on stage. It's more to be connecting with folks at a show, at a venue, beyond just the hour and a half. So it's the before the show, it's the after show, it's all those things that make community. Oh, I love it. I love it. So, so Louise, when we, when we, when you start talking about how, how important it is to raise money for the library, because you have to keep the doors open, right? Like, even though you're part of some budgetary line item somewhere, you still have to raise money because there are things that you want to do across the library. And, um, and I must say, there have been some amazing things that have been happening in libraries across the city um, during Black History Month, during Women's History Month, uh, a lot of children's activities, um, theatrical productions, musical productions. Um, how do you how do you juggle all that? How do you make all that go? Well, first of all, it all happens because of the great staff and their dedication. And that's you know, really that you know, passion, that enthusiasm to like make things happen to be responsive to community needs. And so you know, we are part of the, you know, the city budget. And so we're part of that process. Um, and of course, you know, cities across the country are, are dealing with you know, funding issues. And so we do the best we can. But with the private funding, you know, it's just not one bucket of money alone, right? So it's not just within the city. And so if you talk about a recent example with our Stetson Branch Library, which that was you know, funding from the state, you know, the city, and then private funding to help have this new library. And so that makes these programs and offerings accessible. So even something, you know, simple as, oh, we want to have, you know, a reading program for the kids or something special. Well, we want to have some access to say technology, some audio visual, go in, have a screen, have Zoom meetings, Zoom calls or things. That that costs money, right? And I think that's something if we have, you know, performers, you know, our um, library board funding that we help us pay, you know, special performers. And mind you, we're providing all this wonderful experiences for free because we are the free public library that's in the name. So we want to make sure that, you know, the community benefits. But again, it's, you know, the city supports us with kind of like the operational things, but it's kind of like the extras. Or if we want to have a program, if we want to have, say, special layaway books, preloaded tablets that, you know, families can take home with, you know, virtual you notebooks know, on the tablet. You could set the timer if you don't want the kids to be on the screen too much, but it's different things of that nature. Special performers. We've had folks come from, you know, across New Haven, so we're supporting local businesses in that way, but also we're fortunate to have folks from across the region come for programs. So a lot of those summer learning programs are, you probably remember if you have the programs with the animals, for instance, coming in for like an hour or so for a summer program from the, across the city. You know, those, you know, we pay those vendors as well. And most of them are very gracious with us to say, oh, we'll give you a little discount or you can do a block booking, but it's still, there's no, so, no time and money. And so uh, we're very fortunate. And then just to support the you know, facilities in general, right? So for major renovations, you know, the Stetson Branch Library, you know, that new Stetson, that, again, that was an endeavor. That was years of campaigning, you know, especially at Mardi Gras, to have this the wonderful space, and not just for Stetson, but I know the Q House did a lot of campaigning as well. So it's just, you know, to make sure that the community has, you know, spaces that reflect their needs, that can meet their needs, and right? And that's really what it comes down to. So I think, um, you know, the fun, every little bit helps. You know, I mean, even just you know, a way of thinking about it where, um, you know, a, a program that we would provide for free, like little things like, oh, let's buy some extra, you know, supersized Legos for the kids to be able to play with. Or let's, oh, we want to have a, a special performer or an honorarium for some you know, local history, uh, some his, local historic figures to, you know, share their knowledge with us just to give a little thanks honorarium. 
this for them to share their knowledge. So it's just these little things that you know make a huge difference. And so supporting the free public library, you know, shameless plug, we help build capacity for everyone else, right? So Long War Theater comes in when they're meeting with different visiting artists, they're using our meeting room space. When uh, our different stakeholders say, you know, for example, the Chan Association just last month, we're doing things across the city, we're having a parade for Lunar Fest, can we have space at the library to have a program? You know, we're working with uh, the Preservation Trust for special programs. We are doing this different community responsiveness. Sometimes so we've had, you know, parents or patrons to volunteer reading programs and things of that nature. So, I mean, just a lot of things that happen in the space. And there's a lot, but I think that's kind of part of the charge. And then again, um, there's a lot of community needs. I mean, it's something that we don't really emphasize enough, but, you know, there are members of the community who are dependent upon our public libraries as critical pieces of physical and social infrastructure. So I think we were talking about COVID. So many kids, um, you know, during COVID, you know, the public schools had to reach out as part of the incentive and said, hey, let's make sure that we have some desks for the kids in their homes because they sure they have access to tables at home. So coming into a public library, we have access to a table, and access to a computer. Of course, they're having access to books in various different languages, not just English, and then also at different reading levels and collaborating with colleagues, with the schools or with other community stakeholders so we can support the entire family at the same time. And that's where say, you know, a parent needs job help or for example, we're working with volunteer income tax assistance across the city at three locations that are Mitchell Branch, Eisman Library, and our Wilson Branch. So that can be supportive. Uh, so these things that just make it available, you can come in during our hours of operation, these opportunities are available to you. And that's you know, part of our role. So that's really the, the great staff, but really staff and community support make it possible. So Thanks to you for coming and visiting all the various programs we've had over the years. So that's that that really helps makes it go because talking with folks at the state library, just saying how many people came in, that's part of our statistics. How many people check out books? These are things that help us tell the story and continue to get that support. I love it. Thank you so much. Because I, I want people to understand how important libraries are in community. And I also want people to understand how important it is to tell our stories. So uh, Stephen and Mildred, when you when you do live from the edge, you tell are you telling these stories through poetry and music, and are you are you drawing from personal experience? Are you drawing from people around you? Are you are you looking at today? Are you looking at yesterday? How 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 should we be centered in in this performance? I think it's it's all of it. Yeah, we are definitely bringing um, our lives onto the stage. People we've met along the way of of this journey. Like, you know, we've traveled all over the place and we met so many different kinds of people, heard so many stories, witnessed so many lives, you know, doing different things. And we try to bring all of those textures into the work that we create, you know. Um, so, yeah, there's the combination of there's a little bit of us, a little bit of somebody we met in Homer, Alaska, for crying out loud, or in, you know, in Morocco or Turkey or somebody, you know, like our, our, our families from the Bronx and the Lower East Side of Manhattan or, you know, just like people of all walks of life, all religions, all classes. Like we really like to just bring the whole tapestry of who we are onto the stage. And we like to kind of just talk about how we survive, you know, on the edge, how we how we all have a different uh, a different a different balancing act to to play, you know? So we do try to like bring all those stories on to the stage and they're 
inspired by some folks and they're inspired by our own real lives, you know, and, and what we've, what we're, what we go through in, you know, in this, in this country in particular. So will every performance be different or will, or, or, or it's very structured, like some nights it might be telling a story about somebody else or singing some music that's, that you didn't sing the night before or the week before, like, it, it, is it, is it that fluid or, or is it a set you know, uh, you know how productions are like if you do Jelly's Last Jam, you sing the songs of Jelly's Last Jam. You don't bring new songs every other night. You sing the same songs every night. So um, talk, talk to me about what what that'll look like for you all. Um, We have a set list. So, you know, okay. we go from A to Z. But inside of that set list, um, we have moments where we can go this way or that way. Um, depending on, I guess, a room or what the vibe is, we can swap things in and out. So you may come on Tuesday, or let's say, you know, a, a Tuesday, and it's this set. And then you may come back on Friday. It's like, let me go back and see them this weekend. And then you may hear two new things that you didn't hear in the first set. Mm-hmm. And then may come back on Saturday, and the two new things you heard in the new set is not there. And then we put two new things in the new set. <laughs> so it really depends on how we're feeling, what's going on in the room. Um What's going on in the world? In the world. So it's like if, when things are heavy, we can go heavy with things, you know, or when things are heavy, we can go light. Um, so there's a there's a lot of um, play inside of it, but it is structured. I mean, we know where we're going. It, over mm-hmm. the, but I mean, it's a live event. Yeah, we're not freestyling. No. Like, you know. um, but because it's a live event, um, again, we've had moments where, and I can remember, like we had a whole group of young people who were really kind of into it and clapping and really kind of driving. So we like changed the piece and really like focused on those kids who are really kind of getting into it. Um, and the whole room changed. There was a different energy where the next night was somewhat different. We had a different crowd. We had more sort of an older crowd who was into jazz. So we gave them a little bit more of a jazz feel yeah. that particular night. Um, you know, we had a hip hop crowd so we can really go heavy hip hop here or yeah. or heavy monologue here. Or We have a more Latino crowd, yeah. Latinx crowd. So we'll drop some more mm-hmm. Spanish songs and like depends on who the people are in the in the room. You know, mm-hmm. um, the, the good thing is that we have so many things that um, that we already have in our inventory, in our in our what in the crate. We already have so many records in the crate. Right. Um, but we also continue to create. So there might be even times where like, I know we're going to be together for about a week before we actually begin performances and we're going to be rehearsing and getting fine tuning the pieces that we know and understand and understanding what our set list and what the possibilities are. But there will also be opportunity for us to create new work. And that's where we really get excited where it's like, wow, you know, we're going to, we're going to have an opportunity to sit together and create new work and then be able to test it out in front of new ears, you know, and see how they feel about it, how we feel about it, you know. So we walk a little tightrope too. It's like we don't come in there completely safe even for ourselves, you know, like somebody, like one of us might write a poem and then we all have to figure out how to frame that, how to decorate it, how to underscore it, how to make it what it, you know, make it part of, make it fit into the rest of the set make it make sense or make it feel like it's an old piece, even though it was just written yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really love the challenge that that we we always challenge ourselves to bring something new or to try something extra. Um, and then depending on the conversations with the audience every night, as it evolves, obviously we're evolving as well. 
And so is our, so is our set list, you know? So that's always exciting to do live from the edge because it feels like a different show for us every night because everybody in that room is different. The conversations are different. And sometimes we'll try things that don't work, you know, and it'll be like, wow, you know, that didn't work tonight. Let's try something else tomorrow with it. Let's fix this. And then hopefully like, you know, or let's just pull that out completely. Let's do, you know, um, but it's really just about having a lot of good time together and being in some kind of a conversation. Oh, I love it. So, uh, Luis, any performances at Mardi Gras? What can I expect if I'm coming to Mardi Gras on uh, uh, next week? What, what what will I see? Will there be a so band? Is there music? We, we Ooh, what's music, happening? We will have music from the Timmy Maya Experience. So that's I know Timmy Maya. So those of you who don't know, Timmy Maya is a great performer. He's been in Mardi Gras years past, has a diverse repertoire. So we're going to have the Timmy Maya Experience. If you haven't seen him, definitely come to Mardi Gras to get that experience. We're going to have uh, we call them partners in deliciousness and partners and. Uh, sweetness that will be participating in Mardi Gras, and including a small kitchen big taste. We're going to have you know, some nice, wonderful desserts from you know, Catalinas, if you're familiar with them. You know, Lonica, so there's going to be wonderful desserts for working with uh, a local partner in you know, Ordinary is a bar that they will have you know, making cocktails for us. So it's going to be uh, you know, a special uh, cocktail uh, for those of you um, who are from New Haven who may realize that you know we've had a lot of you know transition with COVID, but also, tragically, you know, we lost our uh, city librarian, John Jessen, passed away to cancer last spring. And so there'll be a very fun and uh, creative way of honoring John at Mardi Gras. I don't want to give too much away, but you have to come and experience it for yourself. And so that is definitely something that uh, to look forward to with Mardi Gras. And I think that's really, it's a great time to be had. It's a you know three-hour event. So it's you know, definitely coming in cocktail hour, getting the experience. There'll be some you know, remarks, and there's no. Don't worry, there'll be definitely time to dance because Timmy Mai is going to be there. So you want to, you know, bring your dancing shoes too. And you know, we encourage festive attire because it's Mardi Gras. So there's some folks over the years. I know Babs, you you know how it's, and you can dress up, you know, nicely and be fun. So it's just a really great time to you know experience and to celebrate in a way to kind of like. You know, be responsible. We're thinking, okay, how do we make sure that we're having you new know, music that people can have like a good time? And it's to say, you know, to kind of recenter, you know, you could have a good time you know, in the public library and that this is why, you know, the public library is important, you know, the 136th birthday and to say that, you know, we are being inclusive and you know, the tickets are starting at $50. And, you know, part of like the little behind the scenes things that work that public libraries do that, you know, I didn't realize until I started working in the field we help cultivate audiences. So you're, we're exposing the community to theater and to literature and all these other kind of humanities. And then we're encouraging the next set of various audiences. So for folks to appreciate you know, universities and life on the edge and these different things that are happening. So these are all fun experiences that you know, we're cultivating and building capacity that way as well, right? So it's not just for the present, but for the future. And so I think that's definitely a fun time to be had by all. You know, Timmy Maya's coming, so definitely uh, well worth the time. Tell people where they can get tickets. So you can get tickets. Easiest way to do is you go to nhfpl.org, and that is nhfpl.org, our library website. Right on the main page, there is a Mardi Gras tab that you could click click and it will give you all the information i don't know is it possible for me to put 
um, a link in the chat for you to share with the audience, Ben. Yes, you can. All right, to share with the audience uh, to have that going because we have an, it goes to an event right as well. You know, our social media, we've been sharing it as well. So folks can use a QR code or they can go in and just on their phone if they're inspired as well uh, to do that. And it's a sliding scale. So starting at $50, if you want to give more, you can, but at least that process is there. And if folks are, you know, definitely want to visit and they're worried about the price point, we do have some complimentary tickets available. So uh, they can just reach out to me, you know, directly if they're interested. I can put my email in the chat in case folks want to reach out to me. Oh, thank you for sharing. Thank uh, you, sharing Harry. the screen. There we go. All it right. Scroll down, tickets start. Jimmy Maya experience. Thank you very much. All right. So Stephen and Mildred, uh, Space Ballroom, 295 Treadwell Street, April 27th through May 21st, 2023. And you can buy tickets directly from the Long Wharf Theater site. That's uh, right. Longwharf.org. Yep, they have uh, that one up. There we go. There it goes. Yeah, you got college, you got a uh, college student ticket prices at ten dollars. Um, and there obviously you got some member ticket prices and some regular ticket prices. There's a lot of options for y'all. So figure out where you where you slot in there and get your tickets. And we're excited for for all of us to just be hanging out because we're gonna have a good time and uh we're ready to play. You know, we've been we've been we've been like Chomping at the bit, trying to get over to, you know, to New Haven from Oregon. So, you know, we're happy to be here and we hope you guys will come and hang out with us like every night. Don't just get a ticket one night, get one every night, you know, and just hang out with us and learn the songs with us and, you know, see what new surprises we have in store. Um, but we're looking forward to it and so grateful to be here. Oh, I'm so glad. So, so to the folks who are listening to us across our social media sites and in there and in there and on the radio, um, these are these are two very amazing events that are going to be happening in New Haven. And they are connected to one another. They're both rooted in community. And I want I want people to sort of see that there are things happening in this city that they can go to Mardi Gras and then they could go from they could go to Live from the Edge, which is a Long Wharf theater production, that you can you can experience theater in your community, that you can party in your community. Uh, I want people to sort of to to sort of uh, understand that and and make the connection so that, you know, we don't have to have these isolated kinds of things like the, the Mardi Gras is over there and live from the edge is over there. No, we are, we are all in this city together and we could go to these things and support these artists and we can support the library and do all the good things for our city. So I, I'm so grateful that I got a chance to talk to y'all this morning. Thank y'all. Thank you. Thank you so much, Babs. So y'all get your tickets. There's tickets out there to be had. Go get them. It's in the chat. It's up on Facebook. And uh, I hope I see y'all in all the good spaces. Thank you, Louise. Thank you, Stephen and Mildred. I'll see y'all soon. Yes. Thank you, <laughs> you Stephen and Mildred. Thank you, Babs. Appreciate it. Thanks, Harry. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Harry. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Y'all be good in these streets. <laughs> <laughs>